Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you know, Christy, in lots of shows, we've talked about self-care, right? We have. And we've also talked about someone being selfish. Yes. But we never kind of talked about the line that separates those. And that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today, because most of us fall in between this somewhere, most of the time, of being selfish and being self-care. But we really wanted to kind of bring those two topics together and kind of break them down, right? Yeah, I think it's really important to, I think, see the difference between Mm -hmm. them and to understand the differences. So definitely. Yeah, and I think putting the show together, I I learned a lot, really. Um, Somebody had mentioned this as a show topic and said, you know, where is that line? I'm like, you know, that's a, that's a good topic, so well, we're going to talk about it. Obviously, because a lot of people think that being selfish is self-care, and I bet you a majority of people think that self-care is being selfish. Right, exactly. So I think what we want to do today is we're going to define what is being selfish and what is self-care, mm-hmm. and then give some characteristics of both. And at the end, I want to talk about some some specific examples. Right, we're of, gonna give names. Of, we're gonna we're gonna shout out. <laughs> a, no, go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about the person who requested it. Yeah, there you go. But at the end, we're gonna talk about the the balance between that and and give some examples that people can understand. That's they fantastic because yeah. I think a lot of people need that. Well, it was really tough, and I think because this is so subjective. Because what is self care for me could be selfish defined for you, or vice versa. So. So there is no standard, mm-hmm. right? It really is very subjective per person. Yeah. For, I, and and we need to understand that and not judge other people right. based on, well, I wouldn't do that or that's not how it would be for me because it very well could be self-care for someone else as opposed to for us, it might just simply be selfish. And I think that's a fair point because I guess it is a matter of perspective and where you're, you're on the outside looking in sometimes and sometimes that, that that's a... It may be clear for you, but it's a little bit foggy from the other side. Right, so. exactly. I think we have a hard enough time bouncing it at ourselves rather than putting a judgment on someone else, unless Fair they're point. falling into the extreme, uh, the borderline narcissist, um, those type of things, and those are pretty obvious to see. But <laughs> let's talk about definitions. I love definitions, sure. right? So let's talk about what it means to be selfish. It's a desire to take from others to their detriment. Seeking one's own advantage, pleasure, or well-being without regard for others. And selfish people care about creating happiness for themselves, regardless of how others are affected. So they're not able to work with other people if it's not serving their best interest, right? Well, that's especially when we talk about narcissists, right? Because extreme selfishness can actually be a disorder. Mm. But one can have basically narcissistic traits, without being kind of diagnosed as a narcissist and, and be an extremely selfish person. But again, narcissism is a mental disorder. It's toxic. We did a whole show on we toxic did. people. So we're, that's not what we're talking about today. I think people can borderline on that. And we all know some of those people that are extremely, extremely selfish. And we know some of those people like uh, Sister Bernadine, right, that do that have self-care down and are very <laughs> giving and are the least amount selfish. So all of us fall somewhere in between those two groups of people. Yes, and, using but, that spectrum. <laughs> exactly. When we're talking today, we are not talking about a narcissist disorder. So know that that is off the table. That is a toxic show. We did it. You can go back and listen to mm-hmm. it specifically. So... 
When we talk about being selfish, there are two defining characteristics according to Diane Barth of Psychology Today. And it's being concerned excessively or exclusively with oneself and having no regard for the needs or feelings of others. You know, really not being compassionate or not being able to be empathetic to other people. Oneself is the most important thing, right? The first thing you think of is how is it affecting me? That's kind of what she's talking about and being excessive in that. But in every relationship, whether being platonic or romantic, the idea is that partners give and take, right? Right. And And it doesn't matter, again, whether it's friendships. Friendships give and take. It may not be equal, but in the end, it's kind of, you kind of meet in the middle. You know, nobody's really keeping count. But in relationships with an extremely selfish person, um, it means that they extract your love and affections without giving back in return. They think that they are needed more than they need you. Oh, okay. So if that makes sense to people, again, I'll repeat that. They think they are needed more than they need you. Well, I'm sure the person that is feeling that understands that completely. The person listening to this that thinks that doesn't get that at all. (laughs) Well, it says that because it's interesting that most people that are extremely selfish don't see themselves as that. I imagine. And unfortunately, the traits of selfish people are not that easy to notice. And I found this probably the biggest thing of the entire show was that this, um, according to Psychology Today, uh, several different research papers on it said that most of the time, extremely selfish people are manipulative enough that they are, you you would perceive them to be people pleasers, Mm. when in fact, that is a selfish maneuver to get what they want, mirroring it in actually being people pleasers. So uh, according to a lot of this research, people that have extreme selfishness come across as people pleasers. But if you actually really look under the surface... They're really manipulating manipulating the situation situation to get out of it what they want, but putting it in a pretty package that doesn't label them as selfish, but labels them as a people pleaser and somebody that's, you know, actually giving when in fact they're not giving at all, they're only taking. So again, selfish is taking or withholding from others to please yourself, as opposed to where self-care is about replenishing your own resources without depleting someone else's. Okay. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, so selfish people are withholding and taking, and self-care is about replenishing yourself so you can actually give more to others rather than taking from others. So a good example, I guess, in this context would be somebody that, I don't know, withholds something, you know, a friend, not coming over, not talking to you for months because you wouldn't go to her whatever or his whatever and then but self-care could be more of a you know oh i gotta take a break from this if you and you're talking to them you know letting them know what's going on yeah or not maybe you know but again it's it's very subjective it's very personal so if you need to regroup and you need to resettle yourself and you need to go on a 30-day hike like i've done which is a self-care item for me um, well, selfish to me. So well, I mean, my- <laughs> well, you know, and some people could consider that selfish because it is taking away from the needs of others that you know maybe in my life, or I'm I'm not here to do things that maybe I should be doing. It's mm-hmm. expensive, and so those things like could getting be, up on my roof. That's you right, because I won't go up on my roof. She right. will. <laughs> <laughs> so those things could be considered selfish, but for me, it definitely is self care because that's how I ground myself. Mm-hmm. Where you may be able to ground yourself equally well, 
by going to Eagle Creek for a five-mile hike. That may do it for you, and it really takes me a couple weeks to decompress, to disconnect, uh, resettle myself, and refocus, and a month is a really good time frame for me, and that is a self-care item for me. So I think that, again, selfishness prevents you from giving yourself to other people, right? Because you can't take and give at the same time. So it prevents you from giving where self-care enables you to be able to fill your tank up, fill your cup up rather than taking from other people's cup. Okay. Makes sense. So before we look at the lot that where exactly is that line, let's going to talk about the characteristics of each. So that'll be a good one for some folks out there. (laughs) Again, we all fall in the spectrum, right? right? We are all selfish and we all need self-care. And I think we're better at being selfish than we are at self-care. Oh, no, <laughs> you know? I agree with and that And we're one. really bad at thinking self-care sometimes is being selfish. Right. So, <laughs> you know, but but we're talking about the, just the general line that is, again, very subjective because we all fall on the spectrum, and we may all fall on the spectrum in all different areas. But, and of course, we can be talking about people that lean one side to another you know it, oh absolutely yeah because i mean absolutely if we're sitting over here and you're going man i don't know what that line is we're about to give you some examples so <laughs> then that way you know but then that way maybe you'll be able to recognize eh, i'm leaning more to the selfish side and i didn't even realize it because again selfishness is about taking from other people or withholding from other people yeah, even though you don't think you are. So, right. again, we're talking a which, matter of perspective. Right, which gets us to the first point was that research indicated that most selfish people are unaware of the imbalance in their relationships and are shocked when situations are pointed out to them. Basically meaning that selfish people don't know that they're selfish. And i got to tell you, I read this when you were putting the show notes, and I know that it's research-based. And man, do I want to disagree with this? I, I <laughs> you do. Think that they do. Well, I think that some do. Yeah, because but I, I think some you, don't. It may, yeah, maybe. But I just, I really think that when people are being that selfish, they know. And then when you go, you know, you're being selfish. What me? Oh, I didn't even realize. You know, and it's like, yeah, you didn't realize because now I'm bringing it to your attention, right? Or, exactly. Yeah, but I got to <laughs> tell you, I mean, I mean, obviously it's research based, but for me, I just like, gosh, I want to disagree with that so badly. Right. Well, it's interesting because there was I did read an article that stated that they assume they're nice people who care about their own happiness more than anything else, but their journey towards finding happiness. Uh, they carelessly and intentionally walk over people. And see, I just, I don't know how you don't see that. Yeah. But I guess, you, like you say, it's a matter of perspective. You know, I mean, if they think that them walking over people or they were just in the way or they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing makes you feel okay with that, I suppose. Well, it's not, and but, the, you know. And the thought process, you know, that the first thing that you think of is how does it make me lose something or how do I feel about it or when whatever's happening in your world is about how it affects you first and foremost or how you're justifying it oh well that's true because I bet you it's like how it affects you it's like no I'm not willing to give this up I'm not willing to do that I shouldn't have to give this up so you're justifying it in your mind to make it okay I guess again they're very manipulative and they fail to compromise there was a lot of research on that um, on really any issues (laughs) they don't like teams uh, nor to collaborate with others, 
which makes sense. Again, no, that makes there's, sense. There, there's not a lot of accountability. There's not a lot of responsibility and things, you know, because you really can't, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can't take and be accountable for hurting other people. Yeah. You know, yeah. or taking from other people or withholding from other people. Um, they tend to withhold information and be secretive, mm. both in their personal lives and at work. Makes sense, yeah. right? Um, caring, sharing, and giving are difficult for people that again fall on that spectrum of being selfish so when aunt sally doesn't give out any gifts at christmas we know where she's at in the spectrum now. <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh well it's, that's pretty true at work though too right of people who withhold information oh people absolutely. that you know and people that are very just very secretive about what they're doing or where they're going those are just the, as it indicated two big um warning signs of that this person really is excessive in that that they are difficult and they're selfish. And I could absolutely see that. And I bet you the people that we're talking about, like you say, don't even realize it. Well, and it's funny because the next, uh, the next point, according to Sarah Newman, um, she said that selfish people need other people. And that's why they're always violating boundaries. (laughs) But if you think about that, that is so true. You can't be selfish if you're not withholding or taking from other people. Right? I yeah. mean, it, again, it's about withholding. It's about being, um, you being more important. And when you're more important and your first thing you think of, your needs being more important, that really goes against kind of human nature. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, I could remember mm-hmm. sometimes when people would switch days off with me. And then when I needed that in return, yeah, these, these folks are nowhere to be found. You right, know, exactly. and it's just like, yeah. you know, I can't do it. I, you, whatever the case may be, but yeah. So, well. but yeah, there was a lot of research on the, uh, violating boundaries. Yeah, I can and, see that. And which gets us into the next, again, that the, the use of manipulation to control situations, it really is a sense of control. They control the knowledge. They control the time. They control the space. They control what y- you get from them. Mm. And they, a lot of times will control what they take from you. Right. You know, again, work is a little bit easier than personal relationships in that because that's kind of that line is a little bit easier to see. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's definitely true that um, they use manipulation to control situations. I absolutely 100 percent agree that they can and will and oftentimes do it at any detriment. Uh, to themselves or others, others in the yeah. end. They right, do not exactly. care because the end of the game is they've got to be in control of it. Right. Uh, they don't tend to question themselves. Um, if they're a problem, they're, they always say the problem is someone else. And you talked about that right. earlier. Right. Deflection, done, deflection, deflection, deflection. Mm-hmm. It's not me. It's not going to stick on me um, because I'm going to flip it around that it's really about that's really on you because that doesn't meet my need right right and i want to point out to people that are listening right now if you take nothing else take that one because you can hear yourself say these things if you go well i'm not sure if i'm a selfish person if you are always a person that is saying bob did it sally over there didn't do whatever she was supposed to do if it is always somebody else's fault and you know that you're always saying this, this is a good indication that you can go, hey, and take a step back. Right. Um, According to Brenner in Psychology Today, a different article, they truly believe that their way of handling a problem is the only way because it means their needs are getting met. Hmm. Again, it it is a thought process. It is a unconscious, when you get into extremes on this, it is an unconscious thought process that it is a way of 
um, doing all the things that we've talked about so far, right? Mm-hmm. That, but it is a way of handling the problem that meets their need. How can I get my need met, um, whether regardless of what it does to anybody else in the situation? Yeah. Uncaring and neglectful of other people's needs. That kind of, that makes sense, right? That's I was going to say, that's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> uh, quote, if someone is both totally self-involved and uncaring about anyone else, they are not likely to be very responsive to you in any way other than evaluating how you meet their needs, according Diane Barth and her research. Yeah, I can sense. see that. Again, yes, we can see that. It makes perfect sense. Another one, selfish people do not show vulnerability or weakness, according to Leon Seltzer. They think that by helping other people, it demonstrates a weakness in them or an internal vulnerability in them. Okay, so um, they don't show any kind of vulnerability or weakness, and they they believe that helping other people makes you weak. And that is so sad. It is, but you can see it, right? Yeah. Being selfish is not only characterized with self-centeredness, but also with a false sense of entitlement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That makes perfect sense, yeah. too, right? It goes along with everything else. You can't walk all over people. You can't hurt people intentionally or unintentionally, unconsciously or consciously, if you don't feel that you're entitled to whatever it is that you're getting out of it. Right. You have justified this in your mind, right. however you needed to, to say, it is perfectly okay to be this way. Right. Exactly. Wow. One of the most notorious deficiencies of selfish people is their lack of humility or empathy for others. Kind of talked yeah. about that a little mm-hmm. while ago, but that's that's definitely true. You don't have those type of things because... Well, you're too you're, busy you're manipulating. Too busy, right, and you're too busy caring about what you're getting out right. of. Right. They are scared of failure. I, this was interesting. Um, selfish people cannot bring themselves to think of a failure when they fail Either they run from the situation or they blame other people. I mean, going back to the same thing we just talked about earlier, that if, you, if you've if you never failed at something because Sally or Bob didn't do what they were supposed to do, right. well, then you, you're never the one to blame. Right. You know, I just, it, I think it's sad, but you, we all know people like that. And sadly enough, I don't think, again, those people know that they're the ones doing it. Right. And they think that they're only people on the planet, right? <laughs> right. Um, these are people who smoke, right, when they think, when, when you know you're not supposed to, uh, those people that are rude on the telephone, uh, cutting people off in traffic, you know, those, mm-hmm. those are three examples that they gave, um, that bring others down to feel better about themselves. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But that makes perfect sense. Again, they avoid responsibility, um, or they take all the credit. I think it's one, <laughs> they said it was really extremes and one or the other. Which makes sense if we go back to the other things, all these things that we've talked about, right? That you mm-hmm. can't take responsibility you can't be held accountable if you're violating other people's boundaries and you're constantly thinking of yourself first. I I absolutely agree with that because that's what I'm saying is if you are always the person that is manipulating, you don't have time to do anything else. So that's kind of the basic traits that I found of the research uh, through different things. So those are a lot of negative things that we talked about. Um, But again, we can all be selfish. We all know people who live in this selfish place. But we can counteract these traits by different choices and becoming aware of where we're selfish. Okay, where are we being selfish? So those are the ways to kind of counteract swinging the pendulum too far. Right, yeah. When we're talking about the spectrum, we're saying that, you know, we we can all ride the middle sometimes. We can kind of veer off to the right or to the left. But when you're just steadily going down that road... That's when you need to start taking some 
you know, I don't know, reverse the car, you know? So then that way you can take a moment to actually realize what's going on. And it is a lot of negativity, but that's what we're talking about right. is these negative people in your life that right. are manipulative, are selfish, and either A, they don't realize it, or B, they don't care. So how does selfish differ from self-care? Okay, self-care is about what we've said about replenishing your resources without depleting someone else's. Mm-hmm. Where selfishness prevents you from giving of yourself, self-care enables you to be able to give of yourself because you have something to give. Your tank is full. Right, right. Um, there's a Chinese proverb that said, if you want happiness for a lifetime, help someone else. I can see that. I think we both embrace that. I think that is so true. A lot of people, as we said earlier, could look at self-care as being selfish because it it is putting yourself first, uh, sending the message to others that your well-being is the only priority. And at that point, maybe it is the only priority. Maybe it is what you need at that moment. And it doesn't matter whether other people think it's selfish or not. If you need it to refill your tank, if you need it to be able to feel whole, whatever it is, that's what you need to do. And again, we did a kind of did a whole show on this with Mary Prevalonis as mm-hmm. well. So we get more in depth than that. But someone focusing on their own emotional, physical, mental, spiritual stability doesn't take away from others. It actually enables you to give more to other people. Definitely. That's the difference. Yeah. That's the big difference. Kenya Foy says, as people, we only have a finite amount of resources with which to operate. So taking care of ourselves really isn't a matter of selfishness. In fact, making sure our needs are met only makes us more well-equipped to support others. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's well said. Yeah. Because if you think about it, if you're going to help other people and your tank isn't full, you can't do it. A car can't drive without gas. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a great, great saying. And again, the line for everyone is different mm-hmm. right the line where is selfish versus self-care and self-care is vitally important to being healthy both mentally spiritually emotionally physically it is very very important mm-hmm. to take care of yourself well enough then you can take care of it. it's kind of like uh, it just came to my mind you know when you're on an airplane right and it says put your mask on before you help others that's this concept that's a fantastic that is, that way is of the thinking concept about of it. You need to put yours on first, have the oxygen um, so that you can then be clear in your thinking because your brain's getting enough oxygen. You're not going to pass out. Then you can help other people. That's a fantastic way of thinking about it. Yeah. Some of the points to self-care. Find things that give you joy and fill your tank back up. You know, and I think in the self-care show, we even talked about simple things of what made you happy as a kid. And we talked about going and swinging on a swing set, mm-hmm. right? That that just can bring peace and, and joy because that's what we did. A lot of people, uh, when they were children, they liked to color. Adult coloring books are a thing, yep. right? They're a big business now. Same concept because people are getting self-care out of decompressing, coloring, enjoying the colors, enjoying the things that they enjoyed as a kid. And yeah. that's bringing them joy as an adult. I mean, if that's looking at a fish tank and watching beautiful fish swim around, right. if that's whatever. But I'd like to point out that the first thing it said is things that find or give you joy. It doesn't say things that, because nobody that manipulates people or hides things or, you know, keeps things secretive, there is no joy in that. I promise you there is right. no joy in that. 
Yeah, there may be a temporary satisfaction, but there is no yeah. joy. And it definitely doesn't fill your tank back up. No. Right. Um, again, it's very subjective. Some people need it as an escape um, and can be alone in nature, for example. Mm-hmm. And some people need to be with other people. Right. You and I on when it comes to socialization are complete ends of the spectrum. You are far more social. You like people a lot more than I do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you would fare very well going out on a 30-day hike. By um, myself? By yourself with yeah. everything in your backpack. <laughs> I don't I don't think you would enjoy that. For no. me, that gives me um, a sense of grounding, where for you, I think it would just stress you out. <laughs> so that would not be a self-care item for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Because it wouldn't bring me joy. No, it would not. Bring, it would not fill your tank back up. It would, it would get you on the phone with me constantly. Right. <laughs> so... According to LessonsLearnedInLife.com, I don't know who these people are, but I thought this was pretty good, so we're going to use it. The 12 steps to self-care. Okay. Okay? If it feels wrong, don't do it. Simple enough. I found a list by Grant Cohen on why we do this and basically why we, if it feels wrong, we do it anyway. Peer pressure. Yes. Especially depending upon your age. Habit. Absolutely. Have a whole show on habit, right? Conditioning. Um, once we have done it so long, then it becomes a habit, Con- yeah. especially, you know, childhood growing up, they condition you to do it the yeah, environment, um, misinformation or lack of education. Oh, good one. And that is definitely true. I think that can be used as an excuse sometimes, but I think that is absolutely true that it, you can simply have misinformation on that. Uh, bad feels good. I felt this was interesting. I'm going to worry about the weight tomorrow as I eat that bowl ice cream tonight. Done that many times. Right? I did that last That's night. Right? Um, it's a habit. Even if it feels bad, it's better than the unknown. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, the devil we know is better than the devil we don't. So well, we, we talked about that things. on a show, that yeah. people staying at a job that they've hate for right. 20 years. Right, exactly. Because it's just better than the unknown. Yep. Saying exactly what you mean. Mm. Okay? That is definitely part of self-care. Because it's personal authenticity. Uh, It is a daily expression of your core beliefs and your personality to be authentic. You need to accept yourself for who you are, and you need to treat others with respect. Mm -hmm. When you're selfish, you are not treating people with respect. Absolutely not. You know, authentic people display a constant set of values. They don't change their behavior from one conversation to the next. Again, that's part of being authentic. That is part of self-care. When you know who you are, everybody around you knows who you are. It doesn't mean that we can't be spontaneous. And saying what you mean is being, quote unquote, real. Being authentic is being real. The third is um, don't be a people pleaser. Um, That's going to be hard for middle children. Because There you go. (laughs) You're never going to make everyone happy, including yourself. uh, And you're just trying to please other people. I would agree with that because I got to tell you, as a middle child, you know, I do tend to please everybody else before I do anything for myself. And sometimes that, that just, that's draining. It is. It's exhausting. And yeah. it's, and it's hard to be authentic in that. Yeah, it really, it really is. is because you, to please everybody, you've got to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Again, this is all a spectrum. Selfish is a spectrum. Self care is a spectrum. Right. So that's going to be a huge spectrum all the way around too. that. Maybe in your personal life, you, you, you lean a little bit more here. Maybe in your family life, you lean a little bit more here. Maybe in your work life, you lean a little bit more here. And your friends, maybe you, you, know, you lean someplace different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, those are all going to be, you're going to, you would think you're going to be far more authentic at home with your wife than you're going to be at work. Right, right. You know, it just is, right? You're going to be, it's a safer place. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. But trust your instincts. The brain constantly is processing information that we're not even aware of. Mm -hmm. Um, So many times our gut feeling is based on the inputs that we don't even remember. I agree with that. And the brain is there to keep us safe, right? So trusting your instincts uh, generally is always going to be a good thing. But many times we mistake the gut feeling and make bad choices because of the habits and the conditioning that we've had. (laughs) We think that we should do this, but our friends don't think we should, our spouse doesn't think we should, or their church doesn't think we should, or... You know, what my parents said when I was growing up um, that goes against what I really feel right today. Those are all things that um, you've got to trust your instinct. And have you ever found that the naysayers are always the loudest? You know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, when you go, hey, I'm going to just go on a a month hike. And then people are like, that is fantastic. You should go to, you know, nope, you're going to die. You're going to see a bear. Yeah. (laughs) Bears going to eat you. Right. But most people, I think, know that the knot in their stomach you know, when they're questioning something. Right. So that's what we're talking about. And you're not always going to be able to make that choice. You're still going to go with peer pressure. Again, it's a spectrum. And it's where is your priority? Where is your authenticity in your life? Where is it in this spectrum mm-hmm. for you? Um, five, never speak bad about yourself. Yeah, okay, that's pretty impossible that. because yep. 76% of our self-talk is negative. Um, we convince ourselves that we're not worthy. I do that all the time. All the time. <laughs> I do it all the time. I mean, um, every day you just there's something that pops up. It's like, ugh. And nope. it, but I got to tell you, if you just power through that, at least in my opinion, and make it out on the other side, maybe it'll be perfect. Maybe it won't be perfect. Doesn't matter. But the thing of it is, you'll have more knowledge than what you did before going into it. Trust your six people. Yeah. They know you. Yeah. They know you. They care about you. They want to support you. They want you to be your best self. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can't trust yourself, trust your six people. There you go. Uh, six, never give up on your dreams. Never let other people kill your dream. And they will be yep. lined up to yep. kill your dream. Everybody's dreams. there to do your laundry list. doesn't matter who you are. Um, yeah. Stick to I, your six people. They've got your best interest in mind. Um, sometimes they may over have your best interest, but don't don't give up on your dreams. Right. Modify them, change them, um, change your childhood dream to your adult dreams, and mm-hmm. the same thing. Figure out a way to do it, but don't give up on those things. Again, we're talking about self care that give you joy, that give you happiness, that are things that you just really want. Right. That you really want. Don't and give I gotta up tell on you, them. you know, when we're talking about dreams, we're talking about those things that you have rolled over in your mind hundreds and hundreds of times not just some whimsical thing that you thought about for five minutes you know don't give up on whatever that dream is because of conditioning because of your environment you know don't do that it gives you hope it gives you something to look forward to we may have to do it like you said 10 percent at a time but never give up on them. And that's tough because some dreams are, you know, as time goes by, are just a lot harder to believe are really going to happen. Right. <laughs> you know, especially when things happen. So you got you got to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, seven, don't be afraid to say no. Again, Very hard one for most we've, people. We've done, did a whole show on that. Yep. No, no, no. And um, basically the only way that you're able to say yes is by saying no. Right. Uh, and then the number eight, uh, flip on that. Don't be afraid to say yes. Right? Mm. Take chances. Um, yeah. Risk and return. Are you going to fail? Absolutely. I don't even know. I don't even care what we're talking about. I promise you you're going to fail at it. It just is. It's you know, part it was, of the condition. 
And I got to tell you, I, I knew a guy, and this was so interesting, that he always wanted to go to Ireland. One day, he booked a flight to Ireland. Had no idea where he was going to stay. No idea what he was going to do. Sounds like I'm talking about you right now. But uh, but you actually but you actually uh, research all this stuff. But he literally got on this plane, flew to Ireland, and stayed there for a month because his dream was to always go to Ireland. And so you know when asking him because he said I always said no, yep. and I just needed to go. And he worked his way through it, and it was amazing for him. And it, 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 it was a dream, and he fulfilled it, and he's probably a better person for it. Oh, I promise you he is. You've got you to gotta say yes. You've got to be able to live your dream. Yeah, and I just... I, so you gotta, you got to do those things. So don't be afraid to say yes. So no. if your lifelong journey ends up in Africa because you've always wanted to see South... Then if yeah. you have the ways and means of making that happen... Or working and don't towards it. Yeah, don't Plan wait. it and do it. If there's something you really want, right. you need to you need to need to do it. I was it gonna really say analysis to paralysis That's doesn't right. help anybody. Yeah, I always wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I've always meant <laughs> to go I've there. Always, I always yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah, you know, like but. one of the things that always kills me is like when I hear people's like, Man, I've always wanted to see Savannah. Okay, you know, that is not some... I, and I'm not trying to be funny. I know it's hard for some people. And I got to tell you, when I hear things like that, I've always wanted to go to Montana, then go. I mean, you can actually drive to Montana. It's not like we're going... You know, you can't drive to England, but you, you get... Right. I just... Right. That was one of those things that, in my mind, my perspective is, well, just go. Oh, I could never. I could never do that. And I don't know what that block is. <laughs> I'd yeah. love to find out what because when you go, well, why not? It just, it's never gonna happen. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just never gonna happen. Right. So yeah, don't start saying yes to something in your life. Something that you, start I start small care. if you have to. Exactly. You know, because I got to tell you, those are probably the people that have said no in everything that in their lives that they've ever wanted to do. No, right. I could never do that. No, I could never learn. And that. And you're right. Absolutely. Whatever you yes. want to say to yourself, you are absolutely right. Nope, I could never do that. You are absolutely right. Mm. So, yes, you got to say yes to things. And a lot of times, the only way you can say yes is to say no. And a lot of the ways to say yes are just to simply just do it. Yeah, just jump it. on that. So, number nine, be kind to yourself. Yeah. It's all self-care is, and it helps, again, to give you perspective. Yeah. So, just that 76% of self-talk. Which is an average. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tone it down. Yeah, and, and and I can tell you that recently that's really hard for me. But I think a lot of us are in that in that state at this point. But and being kind to yourself is a hard, hard task for some folks, and because they think it's being well selfish. Really, right. I think so. I think so, and and I think it's that you think it's being weak, mm-hmm. and it's just not, and. We've got to, we've got to do better. Right. We've got to do better than that. Be kind yourself. You know, I just, it, every way, every day when you wake up, if you got to look in the mirror, be kind to yourself. Be kind to Mark, right? And, and give what you need, right? So if you're having a really hard time with that, then be kind to somebody else. Be loving yep. to somebody else. Be compassionate to somebody else. Be empathetic towards somebody else. Help mm-hmm. somebody else with a problem. And you will fill your tank up. Yeah. So, again, self-care doesn't necessarily mean that you're sitting on the sidelines. Self-care could be going out and helping other people. Mm-hmm. Self-care is serving hot meals on Thanksgiving, if that's right. your thing. 
Self-care could be a going and, and working with kids and helping them with their homework. I mean, those could be things that fill your tank. And if they are, that's what you need to do. Absolutely. Ten, let go of what you can't control. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's tough. You know, because we know we can't control <laughs> other people. Uh, Dr. Romero said that to us in, what, show number three or something. Right. <laughs> and and uh, how many shows have we talked about that? You can't control other people. Yeah. You can't make people do what you want them to do. You can't make people want anything that you want for them. Um, you can't do anything to make somebody else anything. You know, and for me, I think I've recently, and maybe because of age, I'm not really positive, but I've stopped even offering advice to that. Because for me, I just, it's cool. You know, you do you. I'm not going to try to figure out what makes you tick because that's taking away from something I need to do. Because if you're sitting over here talking to people and they're asking for your advice and they really are interested, but oftentimes what they ask for your advice, they're not asking for your advice. They're asking you to do or fix Fix or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, recently I've just been um, just kind of... If I can't, I'm not going to try to control the situation. Yeah. We we did a whole show, you know, not my circus, not my monkey. So, you know. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's great. And that, yeah, that's a big struggle. It is. It's a huge struggle. struggle. But realizing, you know, you can't change other people and suffering through wanting something different is two different things. Right. No, you can't. 11, stay away from drama and negativity. That's hard sometimes. It is, especially if you're six people or Drama, Drama and, and negativity, negativity. prone. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Twelve, love yourself, right? Make choices to change those things you don't like about yourself. Right. If you don't like it, change it. You have choices. Right. You have choices. Our life goes based on the choices that we make. If you do not like where your life is, then make different choices. And I am talking to myself as well as anybody else. Right. If, you, if you don't like it, then make a different choice. And no, you can't change what other people are going to do. You can only change what you can do and your self-care is not being selfish. And like I say, is that loving yourself? If the, when you say change something in your life and you go, I can't, well then you're absolutely Absolutely. right. You can't because you won't. Yeah. But if you've got to do it 10% at a time, then do it 10% at a time. Whatever that is, you can change. But you've got to start with number nine and being kind to yourself because you're right. never going to love yourself if you can't be kind to yourself. Exactly. And you're not going to do either one of those if you're not authentic. Well, there you go. So the difference between self-care and selfishness. Okay. Okay. So we've covered the characteristics of both, both. being selfish and, and self-care. When you take time to rest and do things that help restore your energy, um, you're much healthier, right? Mm -hmm. Which could have positive impact on everything in your life, from your relationships to job performance to negative habits. Makes sense. For instance, a 2000 study found that adults over 65 who practice self-care showed signs of improved health and decreased Medicare spending. Ooh, that's that's fantastic for everybody. That's right. So when someone behaves in a manner that's self-serving, their underlying malicious intent that simply isn't present with self-care, right? Being selfish means there's a desire to take from others to their detriment, whereas self-care is about replenishing your resources without depleting somebody else's. Totally makes sense, yeah. Um, Having a me-first, me-only attitude stems from being solely focused on your wants and needs with absolutely no consideration for others. On the other hand, self-care involves setting boundaries so you don't expend all of your personal energy taking care of everyone else 
but that you take care of yourself as well. And I think that that's really important to try to define for yourself because that whole, I'm, I'm doing me. I'm only doing me right now. Well, if you've said that every day for the re- for all your life, then right. nah, then you're not really doing you. You've always done you. So right. it, yeah. think about that for a moment. If you're out there and you're thinking, man, is it me or is it self-care? Is that, am I being selfish? Taking time for yourself so you can be better is not, I'm only doing this for me. It never starts with me. Well, as you said, it's not about joy, right? It, it's not about right. giving of yourself, having more to give. You know, we're being selfish is going to really make you feel bad and not give you joy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you, quote unquote, are winning or you're controlling or whatever, where self-care is going to give you more that you can give. Fair enough. When yeah. you take from people, you're never going to have anything in your tank to give. Nope. You're only going to get by giving. You get what you need. If, if you need, you need to give. Taking never gets you anything. Nope. Um, once you get the hang of showing um, yourself love without apologizing for it, you'll notice an increase in security that comes from knowing you can provide for yourself. In contrast, selfishness is rooted in an unspoken insecurity that wrongly convinces you you'll never have enough. Yes. Mm. Boom. Self-care is about loving yourself and not apologizing for it. It increases your security. It increases your self-worth. It enables you to provide for yourself and always, again, loving, kind, all those things where selfishness is rooted in unspoken insecurity and wrongly convinces you you're never going to have enough. That's fantastic. Giving, you always have enough. That's what. We, how many times have I said that's a mm-hmm. big mantra for me, right? You give what you need, you always have what you need. You may not have what you want or who you want, but you will always have what you need. Whereas if you take and you're selfish... You are never going to have enough. And, and I guess it's that true. Yeah. And that's your fear is that you're never going to have enough. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because taking is never going to fill your tank. Giving is the only way to do that. And I, I got to say, if you're one of those people who's like, I never get what I need. I never get what I If you constantly saying that, maybe you need to take a step back. Yeah, exactly. So. Think of the last time you went uh, along with something that made you feel crappy because it would only make someone else feel good. Yeah. Okay. okay. We've all been there. Yeah. For instance, accepting an invite to an event you didn't want to attend only to show up and be a grouch or not turning down a work assignment because you feel selfish for needing more downtime than being too tired to complete it. Ooh. I've definitely done the, the first one of showing, you know, agreeing to go someplace and do something mm-hmm. that just whipped my energy right out of me and... I was grumpy and not happy to be there. That is, that's on me. Right. Right. That is 100% on me. That is my responsibility to say no to those things. Or, or to buck it up. Or to, exactly. Exactly. And I got to tell you, I've done the, the last one, you know, taking on work assignments that is just, ugh, why did I do this, you know? And it's just, it's one of those things that sometimes you have to, like you said. I mean, sometimes you had to go to these events. You didn't want to go to these events, but you're part of, and you just have to buck it up. Same thing with that. But sometimes, you know, it can get hairy. Again, where selfishness excludes others, uh, self-care does not. Rest assured that even though saying no does not make you a terrible person, that won't stop people from trying to convince you of that exact opposite, right? right? Again, we've already said that. It's it's not uncommon for people to feel left out or abandoned when you don't accommodate them. 
but realize it's in your best interest to not stretch yourself too thin. Right. And again, when we talk about this, they will try yeah. at great lengths <laughs> to convince you otherwise. Yeah. Again, if that if this is an issue, we did a whole show called No, No, No about how to say no mm-hmm. and why we don't say no. We haven't revisited that show in a long time. We but have not. That, uh, that we talked the whole show. And we're not going to. No, Christy. <laughs> That's no. right. We talked the whole topic about that. Um, if anybody needs permission to let go of the notion that self-care is selfish, self-care is just as critical um, as a substance as drinking, water, eating food, and really it, our survival does depend on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got to find ways to fill our own tank. And I am not so good at this lately. You've got to do what helps to give you joy. And again, I think that's the and, whole point. Right. Joy. You cannot be joyful and be, you know, secretive. And so you cannot have joy and be controlling. You know what I'm saying? It does. The, the two doesn't exist in the same sphere. So, yeah, you, you've got to be able to just say, no, I got to back off of this for a minute. Right. So there you go. <laughs> the difference between being selfish mm-hmm. and self-care. One really is about uh, taking and withholding from other people. And and the other is really about replenishing your own tank so that you can be more giving. And some of this really is a worldview, I think. Mm-hmm. Some people think that it's okay that the world revolve around them. And some people really want to... Um, you know, be giving and be that love, that light in the world. And um, the rest of us fall somewhere in the middle. Right. Right. So the rest of us, we're on a spectrum. We're all selfish. We all need more self-care. How does that pendulum swing? Mm-hmm. Um, and who do we hurt in the process, I think, is what I, how I look at it. And how, how can you be giving and loving and kind while taking care of yourself? Right. And I got to tell you, if this is a matter of perspective, like we said, and this is to give you some insight for you, for your right. self-reflection. You know, maybe you could swing that pendulum a little to the left. Maybe it's too far to the right. Who knows? That's for you to decide and where how you, like you say, want to show up. Right. There you go. And most of these things uh, were not just our opinion, right? They were factual-based. A lot of it came out of research articles mm-hmm. of doing a lot of research on this topic Self-care is just that big um, ticket item right now that people are talking about, Mm -hmm. right? Well, there you have it, folks. So, you know, take some time out and figure out where you're at and see if you can change it. But we are about out of time for this show. And we wanted to remind every listener that all of our past shows are right here on Indie Air Radio. You can listen to the podcast of any one of these. Just go to the podcast platform and click whatever show you want to click on we got tons of them yeah, out there for you a bunch of them, right? <laughs> today there are self-care shows that's show 29 uh saying no is 58 being kind is 72 and toxic people is 115 you can pick if any of those and you know share them with a friend <laughs> please <laughs> the, absolutely so until next week live every day of your life on purpose on purpose <laughs>